This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups, and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Think Future podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kalabukas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. It's show 211, and today we're going to talk a little bit about silence. Ooh, silence. Silence is wonderful, isn't it? I mean, do you remember the olden days when our parents used to say, well, children should be seen and not heard. Children should be seen and not heard. I don't want to hear a peep out of you. I can see you, but I don't want to hear a peep out of you. Some people think silence is golden. So people think silence is terrible and they just keep chatting on and on and on and on. But silence has its place. Silence can be good or bad. It's not a judgment call of, of what science is all about. It can be either one. But I think when it comes to running a crowdsourced innovation program or a crowdsourced new product development program or a crowdsourced anything program, silence is a killer. It's a killer. Now, stop me if you've heard this one before. You are wanna, want the company to be a lot more innovative. You want the company to be amazingly innovative, right? So you announce a new initiative to gather ideas from your employees. You launch an internal crowdsourced innovation program. The best ideas, give us your best ideas, give us your good ideas, give us all of your ideas, and we will look at them and we will decide if these ideas are going to fall into our product roadmap and we will go ahead and work on them or we will tell you that we won't work on them. But we want your ideas. Please, please tell us your ideas. This is the process that we're going to follow. The ideas are going to come into the system. They're going to be voted on by your peers. The ideas that are really good will bubble up to the top. And those ideas will be looked at. And we will determine if any of those ideas are going to come into a prototype phase, a patent. Um, they might be patentable. Or we're going to do something with those ideas. Just, but but don't, don't worry. Just give us your ideas and we will do something with them. So you launch the program thinking that that's great. We've already set up a nice little review process where people are going to look at the ideas, are going to vote on the ideas, are going to submit the ideas, and all of this stuff is going to be great. So you're, you're, you're licking your chops. You're thinking all these great ideas are going to start coming in. They're going to start flowing in to our company because our employees are really smart. We only hire really smart people, and we're only going to get really smart ideas. So let's do this. Let's do this thing. So you get it out there you start seeing a flood of new ideas coming in. A flood. There's tons of ideas. Great ideas, crappy ideas, all sorts of ideas come flooding into the innovation program. And then what happens? 
maybe at first you get a bunch of people at Real Keeners going in there and going, wow, this is a great idea. Let's move it forward. Well, this is not so good an idea, but yeah, you know, I would really, I really don't want to, I really don't want to discourage this guy. I really don't want to discourage him. So if, maybe if I don't say anything, he won't be discouraged. Maybe if I, if I tell him that this idea sucks, he'll be discouraged and he won't want to submit any more ideas. And that's the last thing we want. We want more ideas. We want lots and lots of ideas. So I'm just going to not say anything. And then they pile up. The ideas pile up and up and up with no response whatsoever. And what does the inventor think? What does the guy who submitted the idea think? They're thinking, well, what happened? What happened? What happened to my idea? I don't know what happened to my idea. My idea disappeared. I submitted it into the system and I heard nothing back. I got some votes. But nobody told me they were going to work on my idea. Nobody told me anything about my idea. Nobody said anything about my idea. Nobody, nobody did anything. It just went into a black hole. And it's lucky I didn't submit my best idea because that would have been gone too. Maybe I should just hold on to that in my back pocket just in case. Just in case the company goes under and I have to go somewhere else or I just go somewhere else to do it myself. See... Let's, let's talk about rejection, okay? A lot of people hate rejection. They think rejection is terrible. And I think the people who hate rejection are usually the rejectors. The rejectees, well, who's a rejectee? A rejectee is somebody who gets rejected. People who do the rejecting sometimes feel so horrible about rejecting someone they feel so awful about rejecting someone that they don't take the responsibility of doing it and getting it over with. They don't quickly reject someone. They just string them on and on and on because they figure that when the final rejection does happen, it's going to be painful for the rejectee, for the person who's getting rejected. They figure it's awful. And in some cases, sure, it may be awful. But at least it's something. At least it's something. It's kind of like ghosting. On my other podcast, Think Life, where I was talking about ghosting and how ghosting is such a horrible thing. Because people are humans are social animals and they want to know what's going on. They want to know what's going on. They hate being left out of things more than almost anything else. It's almost as painful as actual physical pain. So I say, Let's make rejection great again. Let's go back to the concept of rejection and go, you know what? This isn't so bad because if you think about it, the sooner I tell this person that this idea isn't going to fly, the sooner they'll know that it's not going to fly and the sooner they'll go, well, maybe I'll come up with a new one. But don't let them hang. It works the same way for everybody. If the answer is no, tell them no as soon as you possibly can. Whether it's an idea that they submitted, whether it's you want to meet this person for lunch or coffee, or uh, it's a candidate that you may or may not want to hire. If it's a candidate that you want to hire, don't want to hire, just tell them no as soon as you possibly can. 
Close it off. Close that possibility off. They might be hurt for a while, but the sooner you let them know, the sooner they know it's no, the sooner they can cut that part out of their lives and move on to the next thing. But if you just leave it floating around there without really making the rejection happen, communicating that rejection, then they'll never know and they'll constantly be questioning. What if? So I say, no matter what you're doing in your life, no matter if it's a crowdsourced innovation program or going out for dinner with that person that you're not sure if you don't like, if you want to say no, say no, say it clearly, and say it as quickly as you can. And if you've got reasons, those are great too. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. 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 future.